And help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast, border to border, over Red State, Lorene Spratt. How are you? I am great, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastically well, Lorene. And one of the concerns that uh, we have right now is the, um, I would say, secularism that might be um, encroaching upon the church. Is that something real or imagined? It is real. It is very real. We're seeing it um, in our Southern Baptist Convention. It is creeping in there. At first, it was creeping kind of subtly, but now I think it's it's out there. Everybody knows. And so we are working to to thwart that, if at all possible. What does, uh, what door, Lorene Spratt is my special guest uh, now on this segment, what door opened that allowed that to come in. There, there always has to be some passageway. What would you say that is? Well, I guess I can only speak for um, how I think it it is. And initially, I think it started with the racism deal when they uh, made this big deal about um, what happened in slavery and how we've never gotten over it and we need to um, pay reparations and and all of this stuff. And so that is what sparked my attention because as the church, there should not be all of these schisms and divisions uh, because Jesus Christ clearly speaks about unity. So that's what got my attention about it. It was uh, the racism issue. And now it's gone from racism to um, patriotism to uh, critical race theory and intersectionality. It is. It has just morphed into this big mess. Those are my thoughts. Is this then political correctness? Then is the church, our pastors, uh, wanting to go along to get along because of the climate of political correctness in our country? And do you think that the president has been a champion? of Judeo-Christian values and ethics. Lorene Spratt. Oh, absolutely. Our president has been a champion. As a matter of fact, just just a few weeks ago, he uh, sent out a memo that they were not going to allow critical race theory and intersectionality to be taught in the federal at the federal uh, level. I thought that was just wonderful. And to answer your first question, Uh, Or some of the pastors, you know, doing it to go along. Yes, some of them are, but thankfully mine is not. Pastor Brad Jerkovich is a staunch believer in the word of God, and he has been preaching against the political correctness because he wants to be biblically correct more than he's concerned about being politically correct. 
Absolutely right. And uh, tell Pastor Brad uh, that uh, we got to have him back on real soon. He is an incredible voice for the Lord advancing the kingdom and uh, certainly do appreciate all of the work that uh, you guys do at the First Church. And listen, Lorreen, when we look into our future, and this week I, I want to dedicate this entire week to hearing the voice of uh, those who rock the cradle. I do believe the hand that rocks the cradle does indeed rule the world. And I believe that we are beginning to hear more and more from women who are being allowed to speak because they should from women like you. You are actually kicking that door open so that women who have been wanting to speak can. How important is it that we hear the voice of Christian women who think conservatively and vote that way? Talk to us. I think it's very important uh, that we speak. I, I think it's also very important that we uh, make sure how we speak, you know, that we're speaking biblically. Because here's my thinking on that. Um, I don't need to give you or anyone else my opinion on what God has said. When God says it, that settles it. Um, so when we speak, when we women speak, we need to speak the word of God and speak from the word of God, speak obeying the word of God. So women who are um, entrenched in the word of God and are led by the spirit of God, by all means, we need to hear them speak. We need, we actually, we need them mentoring other young women because there's a generation coming behind us that know nothing about what we've gone through that know nothing about the word of God that know nothing about the principles and the foundations of America right now women are needed to mentor young women and if you have a platform to do that by all means, I think you should. Wow. Wow. You know, Lorraine, when you were saying that uh, a, a verse of scripture from Genesis uh, um, struck me, it was a generation that came that did not know Joseph. And That's right. They, they didn't remember what happened before to, to, to cause them to escape famine and, 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 and starvation. They didn't know Joseph. And, and that's exactly what you're saying is we have to teach them to remember who brought them, the, what type principles have brought them here. I would never have thought that we'd be having this conversation, um, oh, 20 years ago, uh, you know, 25 years ago. It, where did the, the fork in the road come? Where did the stream uh, change? How did, when did we start sailing or, or drifting down this particular current in the church? That's a tough question. Um, I... And I don't know that I could put a time uh, span on it, but we do know from the word of God that, you know, the enemy has, I mean, his whole MO is to kill, steal, and destroy. And so one of the major, major entities that he, well, it's not really an entity, it's an organism that um, Satan hates is the church. So I think we've been in a battle with the enemy from day one. Um, I think it's just become more prevalent um, in the past 
I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. And I'm like you. I never thought we would be having these conversations. I know as far as the Bible is concerned, it is predicted that these things would happen. But I thought they would happen in my grandkids' day. I never thought it would happen in my day. So I want to be sure that I'm a champion for the Word of God so that I can pass on a godly legacy to my grandkids and great-grandkids. You know, I, um, I, I like so much uh, people who know themselves and know what they, they, they want to pass on. And, you know, you began answering uh, the last question that I, that I have for you, but I'm going to give you uh, some time to, to, to add, to answer even further this question, because Lorene, it has been refreshing to hear this from, from all the women who've been on with me today. And you'll be hearing from more women, great American women like Lorene Spratt uh, and uh, June Lamson and Lori uh, Klein, who was on with me earlier today, you'll be hearing from American women this week on the C.L. Bryant Show. We at the campaign are doing everything we possibly can do to shore up that woman's vote. Lorene, let me ask you this question before I ask you the final one uh, today. Uh, what makes, is it, is it true that there's something about the president's personality that that rubs uh, the Christian woman the wrong way. I, I know that he can be brusque. I know that. Uh, he knows that. But but talk to us about that. I want to hear that from you. Well, I've heard that as well. I've heard that it, you know, his personality, his abruptness, his uh, abrasiveness, um, you know, people don't like that. But I have to say that within the climate that the that the president is working in within that climate and and I don't excuse it you know it's it's not you know wrong is wrong and right is right but within that climate we're dealing with a businessman we're not dealing with a pastor he's not a pastor this is a businessman within that climate that he's uh conducting business you have to be a firm person you can't be someone that everyone can just run over uh but i have learned as well that he will listen and when he listens to you he pays attention to you that's what people have told me uh, so i appreciate that yeah. but yeah, we are around people that are abrasive and, and this way. We're around those type of people every day, and we deal with them, you know? That is so true. That is so true. Lorene, let me ask you this, then. I, I want you to take about a minute, minute and a half to, to, to answer. Um, legacy. When we talk about that, when you know you hang up your spurs and decide to uh, watch the sunset uh, and rock on the porch uh, for a while, and and uh, enjoy um, the the golden years, as they call them. I don't know if I'll ever uh, enjoy those. I'll always be busy doing something, at least until 120. But even then, um, what would you want us to say about your work, and how would you want us to remember Lorene Spratt? I think there's one word that I want to pass on to especially my kids, and that is engaged. And when I say engaged, I mean not sitting on the, on the sidelines. 
I want them to be engaged in what God is doing. I want them to be engaged in what God is doing in the church, engaged in what God is doing in the community, engaged in what God is doing in our country. This is no time at all right now for anyone to sit on the sidelines. I would encourage everyone to be engaged. Wow. Uh, folks, it's just phenomenal to uh, hear these American women share their idea of what they want to leave behind. Isn't it amazing how each and every one of them speak of their posterity, their children? That's why we do this. That's what the Constitution calls for, is that we create and build this more perfect union, not only for ourselves, but for our posterity. Lorene Spratt, thank you so much for coming on with me. God bless and keep you. Continue fighting the good fight. I know that you will because you are. And again, thank you so much, friend, for being on with me.